Our lesson on tonight is living by the power. Living by the power. Power is the ability to do something or act in a particular way. Especially as a faculty or quality. It is the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. Power can be defined as a supply, a device, a mechanical or electrical energy. But power can be defined as move or travel with a great speed or force. It's is social science and political power is the capacity of an individual to influence the action, the belief, and the conduct of others. The term authority is often used for power that is perceived as legitimate or social structure. Power is the possession of control or influence. Now, God's power is sort of different. God's power is the source of power that dwells within every born-again believer and energizes his or her life, which is not found in a ball, not found in drugs, or any other substance. The power is supernatural energy that comes from God. God's power come through his Holy Spirit, not your natural born spirit. You can only get God's power if you thirst for it through prayer and worship after repentance. God works in powerful ways. He works in answering prayers. He works in making provisions. He works in giving directions as well as provide healing. Hope when we are hopeless and we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. All of this comes from the power of God. For God is omnipotent, all power, whether we believe it or not, but it is vitally important that your faith rests on the fact that God is omnipotent. Amen. The power of God is big enough and strong enough to destroy every argument, every reason, and every excuse as to why you choose to be rebellious and not believe. God wants to give you his power so you can experience the fullness of joy and promise of peace that comes from a life cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ and fueled by the goodness of God. When we experience the power of God, on today it shows us that God is not a fairy tale for grown-ups but a wonderful reality and without the power of God our faith is empty we 
can't continue to live fleshly led life, a natural life. If so, he or she have not yet trusted Christ's death to pay for their sins. Therefore, Christ does not yet live in them, but he can end by them renewing their mind, changing the way they think to the word of God. But if we live by the Holy Ghost to direct and empower us in moment by moment, we become the lighthouse that sits on the hill that cannot be hid. A carnal Christian is those that trust Christ to pay for their sins, but are still seeking to live and serve God by their own strength and by their own ways. Lord have mercy. How often the world is so full of Christians, but it's not full of people that want to really follow God. Everybody want to be, everybody saved now. You're trying to love everybody saved. Homosexuals saved, they say. Robbers and stealers are saved. Drunkards are saved. Dope heads, everybody just saved. We all just saved. And on our way to hell. Amen. Because we continue to want to live this kernel life on our own strength. And you know what? We fall right in the hands of the enemy. That's just what the enemy wants you to think. That you can live off of your own strength. You look at everybody else. They doing it, I can too. Well, you might, you, you might can. But do you want to go the same place that they going? Come on, somebody. It called, it's called obedient and disobedient. You got to choose which one of them that you want. <clears throat> Amen. God ain't going to just in your life right now because you want to be disobedient because, see, there's a day of judgment. That's when it all stacks up against you, and then that's when you got to pay it all at one time. You know, it's bad when you let stuff stack up on you and you got to pay it all at one time. Let a couple of your light bills go by, and then they send you a shut-off notice saying you, you, got, you got two months that you didn't pay, and you got one month that's coming up. And the first thing you holler, I can't pay all this at one time. Huh? But guess what? When judgment day comes, the things that you thought you got away with, things that you think that God didn't take notice, things that you think that it just wasn't that important, all of that stuff is stacking up. And when the day of judgment comes, you got to pay in full. Amen. I can hear a lot of folks down there telling God, I don't remember that one. Huh? God going to set flashback in your mind and he going to pull it up for you. Huh? He going to pull it up in your own mind. Wow. Amen. Going to be a lot of folks in, at, at the judgment day having flashbacks. So, the current Christian life, they say they believe God, 
but they don't want to live like they believe God. It's a difference in believing God and living like you believe God. Amen. Eternal life refers to the strength of the flesh or the human strength, but not by the Spirit of God. Only way that we can live a life in God is by the Spirit of God. Don't you get it misunderstood that the devil going to let you stay out there on a free fall? Amen. You can't go out there and then tell the devil you standing on your own. Come on now. He going to be saying in his mind, what kind of fool are you? You either got to be with God or be with me. Ain't no in-between. I don't know why people getting this from. They think that's just an in-between line now. You either with God or you with Satan. You got to make a choice of which one of them you going to serve. If you stay in your flesh, you are serving the enemy. So many religious organizations do not trust God enough to drop their pride and seek the will of God. And that is the biggest killer in the world. It's pride. Pride keeps you from telling saying that you're wrong. Come on, somebody. Pride keeps you saying, I didn't do nothing. Pride keeps you saying they deserved it. Come on, somebody. Pride keeps you saying they did it to me, so I'm going to do it to them. Amen. One evil ain't no better than the other evil. Evil is evil. So they don't trust God enough to drop their pride and seek the will of God. Instead, they seek to remain in charge of deciding what they're going to do. <coughs> Amen. Deciding what they're going to do, deciding how they're going to do it, and also deciding when they're going to do it. Ain't that our nature? I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm going to do it when I want to do it. And I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Oh, with your big bad self. Come on, somebody. You just ain't ran into the right one. But when you run up against God, you done ran up against the right one. Come on, somebody. And he is one that can show you really how bad you think you are. Come on now. God can knock you to your knees without even putting a finger on you. Huh? He can knock you to your knees and he don't have to put a finger on you. He just call it. He speak it and it's done. Come on now. He can speak crisis in your life and it'll happen just as he speak it. Come on now. Like he told King Hezekiah. He told the prophet, go tell King Hezekiah to get his house in order because he's going to surely die. Hezekiah got that message and he dropped his pride and he turned into the wall and he got to calling on God to forgive him. Lord, forgive me. Huh? I was too high in pride. Lord, forgive me. 
before the prophet can get away, God sent him back and said, go tell him that I added 15 years to his life. You mean to tell me God can subtract I add? He know multiplication. He know how to take from your life as well as give you life. You better shake yourself. Come on now. Go back and tell Hezekiah I added 15 years to his life. Wow. And some of us be trying to die ahead of time. <laughs> God ain't through with you yet. Make your travel, make your journey more easier than you're making it. Come on, somebody. Amen. Lean toward God and start leaning toward yourself. Make your travel easy. <laughs> Such a tragic mistake to live by thinking that you can do it when you want to, do it how you want to, and whenever you want to. Amen. And it's sure enough bad for saints of God because now you don't become on the other side of a new life. You didn't change your old life to a new life and you think you're going to come into the new life and call the shots? It's not happening. You really didn't call the shots in your old life. Satan was calling them. And now you're going to get on this side and you're going to tell God what to do? Wow. How foolish can we be? Such a tragedy. Mistake to live by because it says you have not changed at all. If you don't change your mind, you have not changed at all. If you haven't changed your spirit, you have not changed at all. And it's a tragedy that it's a whole lot of church going folks that don't believe that they got to change from their spirit to the spirit of God. It's a tragedy. Then just to know that old amount of people that call themselves knowing Christ really don't know him. For Christ to have paid for your sins and you find it hard to live by his order, that's bad. He paid for your sin that you didn't have to give an account for. He gave an account for. And then he gave you an order to live by. Now he done paid for the penalty that you were supposed to pay for. And then he gave you an order to live by. And we can't do that? They call that a brand new start. Come on, somebody. We find it hard to live by his order of salvation. You have a Pharisee and a Sadducee spirit. Knowing the law, but not the God of the law. Wow. Trying to walk by the letter of the law and reject walking by the spirit of God in the law of grace and truth. So many folks that is walking in that era right today that attend church on a regular basis. Amen. 
have a, the Bible said, you have, if you are not living by the word of God, you just exist without living by the power of God. You have a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. Let us look at the power God has already supplied you to live by. It ain't no, God did not save us to live by weakness. He saved us to live by the power of his spirit. Amen. Because guess what? Our power was no good. We didn't even have power to resist. Whatever we came up against, Lamont, whatever they flashed before us, we didn't have power to resist it. We fell to the trap. So that let me know that we didn't have no power. Come on now. Let's go to Isaiah 40. Now, one thing I need to caution you on as we read the scriptures. The scriptures does not apply or point to the unbeliever. The scriptures point to those that are believers in Christ Jesus. So what do you say? This book is written to you. Ain't no point in reading the book and then say, yeah, it's John John down the street that he don't want to don't believe. No, 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 no. John John don't know what's going on. This book ain't written to John John until he become a believer. Amen. Now that you done become a believer, it's written to you and I. 28th verse through the 31st read as thus. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary, neither there is no searching for his own. Now, you have been in the church, you've been in Bible class, and you've been studying your book, you have a reasonable knowledge of what the scripture said, and he studied as you, has you not known? Have you not really known what the scripture is saying to you? Have you not known and heard that God, the Lord, the creator of the end, he don't faint? Wow. Why we fainting then if he don't faint? And he done invested his power in us. What we fainting for if God don't faint? God's spirit don't faint. Huh? Because God's spirit is power. Come on, y'all. It's evident we start looking on the other side of the fence. Hmm. It's evident we stop believing. Our faith start getting shaky. Hmm. Let's read. Tonight. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. So guess what? If you in the church, you left without an excuse. Huh? If you in the church, God said he giveth power to them that's about to pass out. That's about to fall out of the race. You know, sometimes when you're running, you get tired and be about to fall out the race. He said he give power to them that's fainting in him. You got to be in God. 
Come on now. And then to them that have no strength, he increases their strength. Oh, so evidently we ain't been talking to God. Evidently we haven't been asking God for what we need. We ain't been confessing to God in our weakness. And we ain't been confessing to God where we need our faith to grow. We ain't been confessing to God what we need to get rid of and what he need to add to us. We just been going on and going on just like the, the energized bunny just going. Amen. 30th verse says, even the youth shall fall. Just because you young don't mean you won't fall. The young ones is weak too. Read the book. Yeah, you will. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk. So you stop running around here looking for some wings to get attached to you. He said you're going to mount up with wings as an eagle. He didn't say he's going to attach no wings to you. Come on, somebody. I'm waiting on my wings. Baby, you lie not never fly. Come on now. It's the power of God that's got to raise you up. Huh? When you lift from the earth, it's going to have to be by the power of God. You get, you get some feathers on you and you want to, you ain't going to fly long. Come on, somebody. You're you going to soar over your issues and your problems when God gives you strength. You're going to rise, it's me, you're going to rise above your issues and your problems and your stumbling blocks that get thrown in your way if you wait patiently on the Lord. That word if has got to be taken into consideration. Amen? Even the strongest people get tired at times. But God's power and strength never Diminished. Come on now. God's power never gets weak. He is never too tired or too busy to help and to listen. God got plenty of time to listen to you. He ain't on, no, he ain't on your timetable. Come on now. Sit down and talk a while. He got plenty of time. We don't only want the bees in a rush. Amen. Why? Because we don't have patience to wait on it. His strength is our source of strength. You get your strength from God. Come on now. You keep falling from the strength that God gives you. When you feel all of life crushing you and you cannot go another step, remember that you can call upon God to renew your strength. We all need regular time to listen to God. Waiting for the Lord is expecting that his promise of strength would help us rise above life's distractions 
and difficulties. Listening to God help us to be prepared when he speaks to us, to be patient when he asks us to wait. You know what? Sometimes, you know, we ask God for things and God says simply, not yet. He means for you to wait. He didn't say he wasn't going to do it. He said, not yet. And see, in a lot of times, all we hear is the not. We forgot to listen for the yet. Come on, somebody. So you go off with a half message from God saying God said he ain't going to do it. And that's not what God said. You got to listen to the whole message. Come on, somebody. That's why it's bad sometimes when you're in church and the message is going forth or teaching is going forth and you just stay for half the class or you come on the back end of the class, you miss the whole thing. You don't know how it started. You don't know how it ended. The word that God might have had for you might have been the last sentence of the message. And you left out. Come on, somebody. Why do you think he tell you to eat the whole roll? Tell you eat part of it. The whole roll. You got to learn how to eat the whole message. Digest the whole message. Anything in it that wasn't for you, it'll come out. Ain't that what it do when you eat food? Anything ain't for your body, it comes out. Come on, somebody. Amen. Anything in the message wasn't for you, it'll come out. But that which was for you, it's going to stay. And you're going to have to deal with it. Come on, somebody. I know that one is right. Listen to God helps us to be prepared when he speaks to us. To be patient when he asks us to wait. And to expect him to fulfill the promise found in his word. It's one thing about God. He will fulfill his promise. If it take him the next 25 years, that promise still will be fulfilled. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I like it that even when you're dead, the promise still goes on. Uh, God promised Elisha a certain amount of miracles. And Elisha came up one short. And, was in, and, and there was a battle going on. And they throwed a man, a dead man, in the same grave where Elisha was. And that dead man jumped up running. Huh? He received the miracle that God had promised Elisha. Yeah. So even dead, God promised still the life. Yeah. Come on, yeah. when, the, when the dead man jumped out of the grave and ran, I'd have been in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Because yeah. I've been thinking that's the man I shot. Come on, y'all. Maybe you ain't been scared enough to run. <laughs> Amen. Those that wait on the Lord, they look for him. 
They hope for him. Come on, somebody. And, and, and when they look for him, changes shall be made. And strength shall be renewed in the power of God. Those that look for him will rest in the power of God. Come on now. Situation may seem bad, Lamont, but when you're waiting on God, God will give you rest till he bring this thing to pass. Amen. He ain't going to jump up and go and knock somebody out for messing with you, but he'll just tell you, wait. I got this. Come on, somebody. This is my battle. Say, yours. Since now that you belong to me, all of your battles belong to me too. So wait on me. Now, too often, the mark, we done tried to fight on my... We done got on this side of salvation and still trying to fight our battle. That's why we get so many knocks upside our head. Amen. And then go back and ask God, why, Lord, why? Why me? I tell you why you, because you didn't wait on God. That's why you. Come on, somebody. So, you yeah, you were seeing that song. <laughs> I've been running for Jesus a long time. I ain't tired yet. <laughs> we sure act like we be getting tired, don't <laughs> uh, we? might sing that song, but boy, we sure act like we getting tired, Pastor. Seems like we're running on our last leg. Come on now. To mount up with wings as eagles simply means you will get closer to God in your walk with him. Come on, somebody. See, because God sits high. <laughs> and to mount up with wings as, as eagles. Now, don't you go out there trying looking for no feathers to put on now. You're going to mount up with wings as eagles mean that you're going to get a little bit closer to God. You're going to get a little bit closer to God that you can understand what God be saying to you. You can know when God is talking to you. Come on now. Just get a little closer. If you're having a problem hearing it, get a little closer. Eventually you'll hear it. Come on now. Amen. Draw nearer to God and he will draw nearer to you. That means that you got to do something then, don't you? You got to get a little bit closer. If you want God to get close to you, you got to get a little bit closer to him. Come on, somebody. Let's go to Psalms 28. We want God to do all the drawing. And we stand still. As is to say, God, you come to me. Your action is telling off on you. And your action is not by faith. Come on now. Faith will cause you to run to God. Amen. Faith will cause you to look for God. 
Psalm 28 verses 7 and 9. 7 through 9 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointing. Save thy people and bless them. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Not just for a while, not temporarily. God's promise is not temporary. God's promises is forever. Amen. The song is another prayer by David for deliverance. One of many that he prayed when he was pursued by one enemy or another. In the sports world, there is a phrase mostly used. The best offense is a good defense. Amen. Your best offense is the defense of God. God is your best defense. Come on, somebody. So you got to stop trying to run your game by yourself. And you got to get on the same side of the ball with God. Come on, somebody. It's a shame, you know, you get in a football game, you don't know what side of the ball to be on. <laughs> Come on now. You're going to get bitch real quick. <laughs> that you out there helping the enemy. Come on now. In spiritual battle around us, God is our strength, our shield. He is our defense against all that would harm us. If we trust in God, he will certainly defend us from the vicious attack of our enemy. Amen. Only reason that we have not been already taken out is because God been shielding you. You have not been taken out because God got you hedged in on every side. God got the blood of Jesus covering you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Even when you bump that big old noggin, God still covered. Come on, somebody. God just waiting on us to get where he want us to be so that we can get some strength and we can get some go-through that we don't bump that head as often as we've been bumping it. Oh, because we've been bumping it. Come on, somebody. Some of you been bumping it so you got makeup to cut it. So they don't see the bruises. Come on, somebody. It's time for the people of God to rely on the God of creation. As much as we know about God and don't rely on him, it's sad. Amen. You know what it tells us? Your faith ain't really where it ought to be. You say you got faith, but your actions don't speak louder than your words. Come on now. It shows that our faith is really not up to par and the years that we've been walking in this way. 
We've been walking in this way a long time, and our faith ain't got no stronger than what it is. Something wrong. Come on now. Somewhere we didn't got off track. If the power of God is look, if the power of God is not being demonstrated in every saint's life, you didn't got off track somewhere. It didn't only come to operate in the preacher. It came to operate in every saint's life. Why you say that? Because we're supposed to be the body of Christ. Now, do you think in Christ's body there was any weak or broken down spots? Shouldn't be none in us either. Since we're supposed to be his body now. So he give us power to operate in the body. Come on now. That we ain't handicapped. We ain't crippled. Come on now. And that the, the work of the ministry go on with power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. So there's a letdown somewhere in the body. Come on now. And we need to get that, we need to get that sure cure. And that sure cure is Jesus. You got to call on him. Y'all remember that old song, y'all? You say, call him, call him, call him, huh? Tell him what you want. <laughs> now you better tell him what you need. You've been telling him what you want too long. Come on, somebody. Woo! Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verses 1 through 6. Are we there? Let's read verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom... Well, what are you afraid of? Huh? Why are you in so much fear? Come on, somebody. Why are you not walking in the power of God? Amen. If God didn't tell you it was over, why are you listening to everybody else say it's over? God is your God. He is the light of your salvation. If he ain't told you it's over, why are you listening to everybody else? Amen. Second verse says, When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they said, Do you think that your enemy coming to have a, 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 a fellowship dinner with you? You think they coming over your house or the job and have? Come on now. <laughs> why you trying? Why you keep trying to stay at peace with your enemy? Let him go on. Come on, somebody. 
Folks be trying to break peace with you and you still running in behind them. And the worst part about it, you be running out, what did I do? <clears throat> well, I tell you what you didn't do, you didn't cut them loose. Come on now. Third verse says, Though a host shall encamp against me, my heart shall the war shall rise against me. And this now guess what? David was going through a whole lot of stuff. Amen. Even when his enemies seemed to have been overwhelming to him, he still went to the rock. He went to the rock that was higher than he was. He went to the one that would fight his battle. Come on, somebody. Ah, but our hearts get very fearful. And when fear gets too much in our heart, it overrides our faith. Come on, somebody. It overshadows your faith and God can't see your faith. You know how, uh, you, you know, it's nighttime and all the uh, full moon now. But when the dark cloud comes over, what do it do? It hides the moon. It's still night, but the moon is heat. And guess what? That's the part of your life here. When fear sets in, it overshadows and hides your faith. You still there, but your faith is here. God can't see your faith because of the fear of the darkness. Come on, somebody. Been there, done that. Know how I go. All you got to do is the right situation hit you. Huh? The right situation hits you and ain't no telling what's going to run through your mind and cause you to start acting in fear. Amen. Why? Because that's still a part of you that's flesh. Come on, somebody. But guess what? You got to learn how to let your faith override your flesh. Instead of your flesh overriding your faith, your faith. Come on, somebody. The Bible says Elijah was a man as we are, huh? But his faith overrode his flesh, and he called down the power of God. Good God Almighty, y'all! You mean to tell me we're supposed to be able to call down the power of God? When God see our faith to the point that it stands strong, your faith got to be able to stand strong. Come on now. What verse we belong? Let's read four. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his provision. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. 
I will sing, yea, I will sing praises. Oh, you're supposed to show God your gratitude for what he done done for you. You're supposed to show God some gratitude what he brought you out of. Come on, somebody. Ain't nobody in here that God hadn't brought them out of something. Come on, somebody. And you can't show him some gratitude and some praise, some worship. Come on now. Love to be in his presence. And the tabernacle is to be in the presence of God. Oh, God. You're supposed to be telling God, oh, God, I long to be in your presence. I long for you to be in the sanctuary. Because when you come in the sanctuary, your anointing follows you. Wow. David said, my heart shall not fear, for the Lord is my light and my salvation. David is letting you know that I know in whom I believe and I know in whom I belong to. And since he's the creator, good God Almighty, since God is the creator, Lord have mercy, who can defeat him? Come on now. All God had to do is say, you die. Then he said again, you live. Come on, somebody. So what's the fear? Who are you trusting? It's a trust issue. We run into a trust issue. And guess what? Now it seems like, hmm, things may be even getting a little worse. What's going to happen to your faith? It seemed like things ain't going to run as smooth as we thought they was going to run. Now, what's going to happen to your faith? Amen. This must be a personal stand with you. It's got to be a personal stand down in your soul. This can't best be on your skin. This has got to be down in your soul. You got to have a soul talk with God. Huh? See, we've been having too much lip talk with God. It's time to have a soul talk with God. Amen. David's first expression was his complete confidence in trusting God. Each of us has been a prisoner of fear. Am I right? And one time or another, we have found something to be fearful of. Amen. We have found something to be fearful of and of being rejected. Sometimes rejection is tough. Come on now. Rejection will tear you down. Amen. But because man reject you, God said, I will lift you up. Come on now. So now it's time for us to stop depending on uh, our credibility to man, but we need to start looking at our credibility to God. Amen. Last I checked. I 
said, and then they're all wrong. Come on now. Because they'll take a, 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 a word or two or a sentence or two and judge you according to them two sentences and tell you how wrong you are viewing what God said. But if you got the Holy Ghost, you need to be asking the Holy Ghost, give me a revelation. Come on, somebody. And let the revelation of God override what anybody can say. Come on now. Well, we, we read all of it. Yeah, we read all that, didn't we? Uh, here, we allow fear to come in. Fear of being rejected. Fear of misunderstanding. Fear of uncertainty. Uh, fear of sickness. Even of death. If we want to dispel the darkness of fear we must remember the Lord is my light and my salvation the Lord must be the stronghold of your life come on somebody the stronghold of my life he got me huh come on now and at last I heard he said that you can't pluck me out of his hand so God is my stronghold come on now amen to live in the house of the Lord is for you to be the church. In other words, the Lord has got to live in you and you got to live in him. Come on now. The tabernacle has got to be on the inside of you. The presence, the very presence of the Lord has got to be found in the Holy Ghost in you so that you will be able to walk in the presence of God at any given time. Wow. You're supposed to be able to walk in the presence of God and get answers for somebody else. Because guess what? Because you're supposed to be able to intercede. You're supposed to be able to stand in the gap. You're supposed to be able to pull somebody out of the fire. Because of the power of God that is working in you. Come on now. They talk about Peter, but Peter walked by folks and it shattered called folks to be here. It sure wasn't about Peter's flesh. Amen. It was about the power of God that Peter was living in. Amen. Come on now. Amen. God didn't make them chains fall off of him for nothing. Amen. Huh? Amen. Amen. So stop selling yourself short. Stop selling yourself short, but start searching for God. Come on now. Take some time to find out what it is that God want out of you. What he has planned. What God want out of you is already in you. Did y'all hear that one? It's already in you that God want out of you. You just need to go to God and let God help you to present to him what he want out of you. Because you do know you got to present it to him. Amen. But you let your mind play games with you. The first thing your mind says, I can't. I know that's the truth because I did. And you ain't no different from me. Come on, somebody. First thing, first thing that Moses told God, I can't. 
Huh? But God already knew what was in it. God wanted out of him what God put in him, just like he wanted out of you what he put in you. Come on, somebody. So we often run to God during difficult times. But David started God's guidance and his presence every day. And you know, and that's, that's the sad part about it. We only want to find God when problems and trouble come. But why not find him on a good day? Why not walk with him on a good day? See, God is cloudy outside, but you shining in my heart. Walk with him on a good day. Come on, somebody. Feel his presence on a good day. Because guess what? If he got to come on your trouble day, you ain't going to feel him because you're too busy waiting on him to get you out your trouble. Huh? And when the trouble is gone, that's the only time you get, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, is gone. And the only thing that you're thanking him for, your troubles is gone. God, see, it ain't about your trouble. It's about your praise. Huh? It ain't about your trouble. It's about your worship. It's about your gratitude. Come on, somebody. Well, we often run to God during difficult times, but David sorted God to guide him every day of his life. Amen. Believers can call on God for help at any time. You got that right as a believer. You can call on God any time of the day, the night. You can wake up at 3 o'clock. Ain't no point you saying, well, I ain't going to call it that might be too early. Uh, no, you mean I ain't going to call it now because I won't get enough out of sleep. <laughs> but how short-sighted we are to call on him only when trouble comes. Many of our problems could be avoided or handled different if we seek God's help and direction beforehand. Amen. It's simple that if we let God lead and guide us, it's a whole lot of pitfalls that we would miss. It's a whole lot of stumbling blocks that we would go around. Come on, somebody. Because if we don't seek God beforehand, then he can't give us directions on which way to take. So then you stumble and fall. Then you call for help. Amen? So we got this thing kind of backwards. It's time to call on God doing good days. Huh? Call on God doing good times. So when bad times come, you won't be so downhearted. When bad times come, you won't have to look for him for weeks at a time. Because then when bad times come, you can say, Lord, and he'll say, here I am. Because guess what? You got a communication relationship with him and y'all talk very often. But if y'all don't talk very often, you don't know who's talking to you. Amen. Huh? Amen. And that's why you be saying, Lord, is that you? Yeah. 
you saying that? You don't know who's talking to you because of your lack of relationship with him. Come on now. Because of your lack of communication with him. Ah, well, it didn't sound good, did it? It came out right, though. Might not sound good, but it came out right. Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Verses 1 through 5. All right. Let's read them, please. He's a what? No, he comes late. He comes very present to those that have a relationship with him and talk to him as often as he wants them to talk to him. Because then they know when he talks. You ain't talking to him. You don't know who that is speaking with you. Come on now. Because guess what? The one thing I do know is when you get in trouble, devil know you're in trouble too. <laughs> huh? And if you ain't been talking to God and keeping up your relationship with God, when you say, oh God, the devil going to say, what you want? And you going to make this God talking. Huh? Because you know what? He know that you ain't got no relationship with God. So he can step in with his deception. Do y'all not know that he waiting to deceive anybody at any given time? He ready to step in and deceive you and you will swear up and down you talking to God and don't really don't know who you talking to. There's a lot of folks that is saying they hear from God and it is not God that they talking to. Amen. And I, and, and I know because guess what? A lot of things that you don't know that you uh, FB, what they call it? Facebook, FB? There's a lot of stuff that you put on that Facebook that lets me know that you ain't really talking to God, the God that you claim that you know. Because when I see you sitting up in a restaurant with, with a big old high bar drink, I know it ain't lemonade. Come on, somebody. But you know God. You said, do you talk to God? Which God is you talking to? It's the one I need to find out. Because it's surely not the one that said, I am holy. Hmm. Makes you think, don't it? 